Yo guys, what is good? Welcome back to the Uncle Sharma channel. How are you guys doing? Here today for a little bit delayed match reaction or match review to Inter to Venezia Nil. Um, beautiful, beautiful performance from the boys. And I rewatched it actually today, this morning. I watched it before going to work and it was really, it was a really good watch. Um, I was away in London for my one of my friends' birthday. Had a good, you know, enjoyable weekend. But uh, I was checking the score live and I was I was gassed to see, you know, the goals. And as soon as I saw the Hakan, I saw on the on the ticker it said Hakan goal, Chalanolu goal. I was, you know, guys, I got gassed. Hakan, the guy that you know I've been trying to defend on this channel, but now I don't need to defend the guy anymore, do I? But yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it uh, as we go along. I want to see who's in the house first. Of course, of course, we've got the Benjamin Bolivar, who's always early as well. He's he's very I have to give it to him. He's 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 in the house before I've even come into the house. Um, you know, but good thing is uh, it's YouTube. It was actually my house, and you're already here. I would be I'd be calling the police, but. So good. And by the way, if you see guys, I'm repping the Football Worldwide hat. Shouts out to the boys at Football Worldwide who came through and gave me this care package. So make sure you guys check out Football Worldwide for their um, content that they do, you know, Premier League, Serie A. Um, you know, they do all the, all the main football, European football leagues, and they cover them in very, very good fashion. They've got a few guys, of course, Anthony from Inter Worldwide, Mo from Inter Worldwide, and a few other guys. So make sure you check them out. I don't usually even wear my hats at the, the front. I usually like to wear my hats backwards. But for these guys, i got a rep. So, yeah, make sure you guys check them out. Benjamin also says that it was a costly win because of the Damian injury. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, it's come, you know, we were expecting it. We keep saying to, you know, this is where we have a problem with our coaches. It's now the season with Inzaghi. Did Darmian really have to start another match? Like, I don't know. I, I felt like this, as I said in my match preview, he actually, he actually done me over today <laughs> or the other day in Zagi, you know, or all the match, uh, you know, the um, the predicted lineups are usually quite accurate. You know, Sky Sports is the my go-to and it was pretty, pretty inaccurate. They said, they said Barella was going to rest and Barella didn't rest. <laughs> that one definitely got me because I was like, you know, the Sky Sports, Sport Media sets, all the different, you know, predicted lineups I used, they all had Barella resting, but I think... It was also because Vidal got that last-minute injury the day before, maybe as well. So I'm not sure whether that had a has something to do with it. But Barella didn't get a rest, but at least he didn't get injured. Um, Ranocchia got injured. I'm not sure if he got injured in some in the warm-up or did he get injured before the match or after the match. But I read that he's also injured. And then Darmian had a thigh, a thigh or a quadri, quadricep uh, strain. Um, so it's not nothing too serious, but he's definitely missing at least, you know, the next couple of matches. So we'll see how long he's out for, but it's nothing too serious. But yeah, it was definitely a little bit of a costly match. But it also means, yeah, going forward now, Denzel Dumfries. We're watching you, bro. We're watching you closely. Inzaghi's watching you closely. It's time, it's time to start to step up. My boy, Tommy, Nigerian Inter fan in the house, of course. Another, another regular. Great to see you, bro. Nicola, another. Uh, regular in the house, what's up, brother? Sharif, another regular in the house, my brother. Jake as well, Forza Inter, of course. Petros, Uncle Shams in the house, yes, sir. Um, Ashwin, he said, told you 2-0, bro, defense, defense to improve. Yeah, we both agreed, Ashwin. I think we both we both said 2-0, didn't we? So um, my uh, my prediction bag is back in uh, back in action. Um, 
I've been predicting the correct, no, the correct, um, you know, outcome. Kind of, but Inter have been winning all the matches, so it's been easy. But finally, got the the scoreline correct as well. Uh, thoughts on the penalty, King Darian asks. Yeah, it was. Pff, I mean, if Inter got given that against us, I would have been fuming. Um, I mean, what what's the guy supposed to do? He stopped the shot first with his, you know, with his slide, which was you know a good block, and then. Like how how is that handball that it just bounces off into his hand? Like I, th I thought that was quite harsh, but we'll take it. Shameless goal, shameless plug for Lautaro, getting uh, his seventh goal of the season, second but on penalty, nicely slotted in the absence of you know what who we know to be our penalty taker, our Hakan, who came off. So yeah, good to little little confidence booster for Lautaro. We'll take it. I thought this was a funeral reaction for Romagnoli. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I pray, I pray for Romagnoli and his family after what Berardi did. What Berardi did to the guy is absolutely—it should be illegal, really, to do that to someone, a professional footballer. Um, but to be fair, it was—it wasn't even like all he did was a fake shot. <laughs> That's all he did. I mean, he didn't even do like some crazy skill or anything. It was just Romagnoli having the turning circle of a, of an oil tanker, like slipping over himself of a over a fake shot like that. Berardi has like two skills in his in his locker. And he used, you know, one of them. <laughs> yeah. But, and I saw even the Serie A official account posted it today. It's like, bro, he's already, he's already down. Stop kicking him whilst he's down. But obviously as an Inter fan, I enjoyed that. And thank you, Sassuolo. Another team that I had no faith in, just like Fiorentina last week when I said I had zero faith in Fiorentina doing something against Milan. Sassuolo, they came through. Berardi, Raspadori, Scamacca coming through. And now we are at minus one point from Milan which is amazing still at minus four from Napoli but we're starting to you know get closer as time goes on um Lazio didn't come through I expected it I was actually expecting more from Lazio I was expecting like a draw or something but those guys did not come through hello Adrian how are you doing brother Eduardo of course in the house as well um <laughs> Gagliardini to win the Ballon d'Or yeah I mean speaking of the Ballon d'Or we can quickly give a shout out to uh, Barella who finished 26th in the Ballon d'Or list uh, so at least he wasn't last he wasn't 30th I think Azpilicueta was 30th and then Lautaro finishing 21st uh, so great results for the two for the two Inter boys um, and then uh, Lukaku finishing 12th I mean still giving him a quick shout out because obviously it was due to his Inter performances really and I think he probably should have got probably top 10 I mean maybe if Belgium got further they would, he would have got uh, I think Barella should have maybe been a bit higher as well um, but it is what it is um, good to see at least some Inter names in there in that in that list which is uh, has been a <laughs> long time uh, we've been missing our players in there a long time so it's good to see getting some international recognition for for our players no no it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't that you know lit it, i mean it was lit but it was out no it wasn't like a crazy party or anything it was just a nice little weekend um i really want hakan to have his best personal season with us yeah let's get into like let's talk about the match now of um of you know what happened on uh, on saturday night uh though depending wherever you are um Romero was definitely Venezia's MVP. You know, I, I I I marked him out in my match preview because I am shocked and surprised that a team like Venezia were able to run Romero. I don't know why no other good team went for this guy because he's still a very, very good goalkeeper. However, he probably could have done a little bit better on the Hakan shot. 
Um, because it did like, but it is one of those tricky ones where it bounces just in front of you, and it seemed like he almost just got his little fingertip to it. But great shot from Hakan, and this is what we want from Hakan. He's you know, we've asked him for more open play contributions as well. Now we, we're happy with what he's doing with the penalties, what he's doing with the corners, the indirect free kicks. You know, he's added or he's kept that high dimension that we had with Ericsson in that sense, but we also need him to do what he did against Venezia with that shot, beautiful out of nothing, you know, in those kind of situations, usually nothing ends up from them because their whole team is like back defending, but Hakan found beautiful, powerful shot, which he's known for, but he doesn't really score them too much. He has a lot of tries usually. Um, and yeah, I think this past month, guys, you guys let me know what you guys think of this. If you go, if we say, if we talk about player of the month, I think probably Perisic is right up there, but I think Hakan is right there with him. He could have a, a good debate between who was the player of the month for November. And um, yeah, let me know actually, comment down below, who do you think the player of the month is for November? For me, it's either one of Hakan or Perisic for sure. Um, and just maybe even like for the, just for the, you know, the the, the performance in the derby as well. Um, I might just have to give it to Hakan as well. Another, you know, vital goal, which was looked like was going to be the winning goal until, you know, Lautaro scored in the last, uh, pretty much the last kick of the game. So, you know, he's, he's scoring really important goals as well, Hakan, or really important contributions. And, um, you know, I thought he was going to be, I thought it was going to take him longer, actually, to be honest, to get integrated into this new role, because everyone keeps forgetting that he's adapting to a brand new role. And um, Inzaghi wanted him really badly. Um, and you can see why, finally, now it took him a little, a little time, which was obviously a acceptable you know remember how long it took for Ericsson to understand what you know Conte wanted from him um and yeah like now he's really he's he owns that left center mid spot like at the beginning of the season we know you know it was maybe Vidal or maybe we were thinking someone else could come in and take it but now at the moment it's Hakan's spot to lose for sure Hakan Brozovic Barella is the starting midfield and um if he continues like this it could be his best best personal season for sure I do have my doubts about him continuing this because that's what he's known for. At Milan, he had bits, periods like this where he would look, you know, world-class for a month and then go missing for a long time. So let's see if um, he's able to improve on that consistency. Um, even last season, um, when Milan were doing really well, the first four or five months up until about December, Hakan was one of the front runners for the whole of Serie A in terms of MVP when he was playing um, at Milan. But then... I don't know if it was a contract situation or what it was, but he his form dipped a lot. And that's where the hate from Milan fans a lot of times seems to come from now because he did there. And then, of course, the the previous three years that he was there, he was just not that good. He was a bit up and down. Um, so that's where the hatred and things come from, I think, from Milan fans. And, uh, you know, I... I I don't really listen to Milan fans, but you should also, if a player has played at a team for like, you know, four seasons, they they do know because they watch their team on a, on a weekly basis. They're not just saying it to be salty sometimes, which I do like to make fun of them for being salty about Hakan, which they are, but not salty in terms of they're jealous. They just seem to be, he just seems to live rent-free in their heads. I don't know what he's done to them because the more they actually, they're treating him like he's on, like an amazing player. Every day I see a tweet about Hakan, which uh, this one makes me like him even more. And that's why I protect him because the, the way that he gets, uh, you know, Milan fans angry, I've not seen a player do that. So that's why I liked him from the beginning, even though I don't, as I said, when we signed him, I don't actually like Hakan as a player, but he's winning me over as a player now. 
because um, this is not what I was expecting from Mizuno you know, in terms of fighting, tackling. I am impressed with Hakan and hopefully he can continue it. But that's the thing also, you know, Milan fans are like, oh, you know, it won't last long. This guy is inconsistent. It's like, fine, we've got options, mate. We've got, you know, if his things are not working out, Vidal, if he's not, you know, ill, <laughs> we've got fever for the 15th time this season. We've got, you know, Vecino, we've got CNC, maybe. <laughs> but even we've got options, you know, obviously with Milan, they only, they had, you know, Brahim Diaz or Hakan, you know, they didn't really have much option there. We've got options. If if Hakan doesn't work, we've got a deep squad, man. So it's not a big issue. Um, do you think if they don't progress in the Champions, Atalanta have the firepower to challenge for Serie until the end? Bro, Julian, that's a great question because these guys have been sneaking. They've been sneaking up the table. Um, I um, predicted them to actually finish out of the top four this season because I just thought maybe this might be finally the year that they start to... Um, stumble a little bit which it did look like at the beginning but now they're on 28 points three clear Roma in fifth and then they're only three points behind Inter but no one's really talking about them um but I don't think they have the I don't think they can challenge for the title still like they definitely did good work in the transfer market but there just seems to be a little bit they don't they're not as good to watch as well like they don't seem to be as smooth as they've been in the past seasons like because i watch atalanta a lot and i like atalanta even though i don't like gasparini but he does make them play good football but this season whenever i watch them they look clunky they look a bit sluggish and they do concede a little even though they did a very juventus like performance last match round against juventus giving that one nil win solid win but they've um yeah they've conceded how many goals yeah they conceded 17 goals um which is two more than what we've conceded. You know, wait, wait, where is it? Goals against, yeah, 17. So it's two more than what we conceded. We conceded 15. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Defensively, I'm not convinced by them, even though they are looking a little bit more solid where they play. But I don't think they have enough to challenge for Serie A, in my opinion. But they definitely shouldn't be forgotten about. It seems like everyone's forgot about Atalanta. They're just kind of, because obviously the all the attention is on Juventus because they're doing so badly. And on the other hand, Napoli for doing so well. And us in Milan being, you know, that top three bit. But then everyone's forgetting the middle part of like, you know, Atalanta. Even Roma, you know, they're sneakily doing well, even though, you know, <clears throat> Mourinho's received a lot of criticism quite rightly. But they're still they're still right there. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Indra says the Darmian injury worry me. Looks like 2021 is already ended for him. Yeah, it looks like 2021 is, uh, is over for... Um, <laughs> for for Darmian, but you know, we have to trust. In, well, it's not guaranteed that we have to trust in in, in Dumfries. To be honest, we know we've seen that you know Limone is kind of you know he brought on uh, even this match he brought on uh, D'Ambrosio. No, he, well actually not this match. The previous match he brought on D'Ambrosio um, instead of Dumfries to close out the match. So it's no guarantee that it's going to be Dumfries getting the chance. But yeah, overall, this match, I um, I was impressed by Inter. It wasn't the most amazing performance, but it was a professional performance that did the job, you know, got the, got the goal kind of not early on, but kind of, you know, early enough to like not be going into the halftime and starting to, you know, doubt yourself, create lots of chances. You know, 26 shots we had um, and 12, only 12 of them on, on goal, actually on target, uh, had more possession. And actually... Um, one thing I was surprised about, even I, I looked at the stats before watching the match actually this morning, and I, I tweeted about it saying, 
how yeah like the 118 kilometers we covered this match um against venezia which is i'm pretty sure i have to double check but i'm pretty sure this is the most we've covered this whole season which is so surprising like when i watched the match it seemed like into were quite in control of the match and it didn't seem so intense that everyone was doing so much running around um so i don't know what you guys think of that like it didn't it didn't to my eyes it didn't seem like we were running around that much it seemed like a very controlled performance and the players didn't seem too tired in the end um and uh also of course it's also due to marcelo brozovic the guy by himself running 13 kilometers and uh, we saw that one clip i don't know if you've seen it on twitter i wish i could pull it up on screen but this laptop is not able to hand me uh, handle me sharing my screen but there was that play around there was the 55th 60th minute where we're on the edge of their box from a, from a set piece. And then Brozovic touches the ball about seven or eight times in the pretty much covers the whole pitch. And he's just, you know, playing one, two touch with every, with every player. Um, he moves around, just gliding around. Like th that's where you see like where Brozovic's running goes. And, you know, he's far and above the number one runner in this match. And now he's gone back to being number one in, in, in Serie A actually, because at the beginning of the season, he wasn't with average kilometers covered because there's a few matches where Inzaghi substituted him at the beginning. Remember, there was matches where he substituted him around the 60th, 70th minute. So he can't get that average, you know, over 10 kilometers really. But now that he's at a few 90 minutes, he's above the big runners of Serie A, like Rovella of Genoa, like Morton Thorsby of, um, of Sampdoria. And the other top five, I think, was uh, Antonin Barak of Verona. Mm -hmm. Now he's top of the leaderboard, as he usually is every season, uh, Marcelo Brozovic. And uh, apparently he's getting closer to a new contract. And for me today, oh, Saturday, he was my man of the match. A few people, a lot of people I saw and Inter, I think, on their social media gave it to Hakan uh, from the vote, uh, which I don't mind. But Hakan played, what, 57 minutes, 58 minutes. Brozovic played the 90 minutes to me. And I think he just controlled the match. It was one of those matches where... You know, he kept just the ball moving. He wasn't sluggish. He didn't lose silly balls. He just kept them moving. There was a few really nice passes that I picked out on social media. If you saw on my Twitter, um, complete performance from me from uh, from Brozovic. Um, Di Marco was also impressive to me in the left centre-back position. Uh, as we know, in possession, when Inter in possession, Di Marco there is like having a cheat code. It's basically like having a midfielder. Him and Bastoni, especially this combination, Scrinia, Bastoni, Di Marco. This is basically like almost having three center midfielders at the back, like completely comfortable on the ball. Di Marco had six key passes, which was the most in the match. So he had six passes that led directly to shots. Um, maybe could have improved some of his final decision making, Di Marco. Um, but he's a, he was a danger going forward, as he always is. A uh, little bit shaky towards the end at the back, as you know we expect from him. But overall, good performance from Di Marco. Again, another one who's getting closer to a new contract, apparently. Uh, Bastoni in the middle of the three was also impressive. He had the most touches, the most passes completed. Um, you know, the guy is just, you know, a great footballer. He's a great footballer, first of all. Um, but he's also, of course, a great defender. Um, and Skriniar is just Skriniar, my my captain for sure. Um, Darmian was steady, uh, nothing outstanding, but another steady performance from him until the unfortunate injury. Perisic, another good performance. Again, I think he was probably top three, top four performers once again. Uh, didn't get a goal or assist this time around, but always involved and always solid. Um, Barella, again, a bit of a 
meh game. And of course, we got to always point out that this guy is tired. This guy should have rested. I was, as I said, Inzaghi surprised me on this one. He done me over. I literally thought this guy, okay, he's going to rest him for this one. But maybe finally he might get a rest for the Spezia match. Um, surely. But yeah, his performance wasn't great. Um, but again, like, you know, he gets marked, tightly marked a lot nowadays. He gets, you know, three or four guys around him as soon as he gets the ball. Uh, but I can't always, he can't always just throw the thing that he's tired. Like he's, he's, he's on the pitch. So yeah, <clears throat> his, um, his performances are definitely dropped off, but as Interisti, we, we know why, to be honest. Um, Limone not giving Dumfries a chance. Uh, he's got no choice now. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, as I said, it's not guaranteed that he will start because you know, D'Ambrosio, the, you know, that meme where he's going around each door and killing every right back that we've signed over the years. This looks like it could be another case of that, but I, I hope he gets given confidence because that's why that's the only way we're able to know. Like, you know, January transfer window is coming up. If you don't trust um, Dumfries, this is the period to we find out. Like, in Zaghi, the management need to ask him, like, tell us now, like, in this period, test him out and then tell us in January, do we need to bring in Nandez as that, you know, right wing back option? Do we need to bring in someone else if you don't trust him? This is, this is, the, this is the time to, to do it. Dieter in the house, what's up? Good evening, sir. Hey, future Hendricks in the house as well, of course. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think it was a penalty, to be honest. But as I said, I'll take it. Uh, I felt Barella came off. Yeah, speaking of Barella, Petros, I agree. I think in this match, first of all, he shouldn't have started. But even then, like, I feel like before taking Hakan off, he should have been taken off, really. I think he played 80 minutes in the end, Barella. Um let me see what his stats were. Yeah, so for scoring, gave him a 6.9, 83 pass accuracy. Um, had one dribble attempt, not completed. Lost possession uh, 12 times, um, which I think is the most in the midfield as well. Like, yeah, just, uh, I don't know. It just seems like Inzaghi is not able to trust anyone else in that role at the moment. But we'll see as the, as the season progresses, if maybe he does start to trust other people in that role. Berardi is Inter's best non-Inter player, yeah, <laughs> definitely, especially when it comes to AC Milan, for sure. As he's, Tommy says he sent Romagnoli a pack of floss to help with the with the grassy AGs, yeah, he needs to clean out, lean out his mouth. Do you think Brickfree is going to leave on loan this January? No, nah, I think he's, he's not going to be loaned out, they're going to keep him, uh, there's no point loaning him out, to be honest, but... Yeah, even when he came on against Vanessa, what did you guys make, make of um, when he came on? Like, he, there was that one cross where it was definitely brick freeze time. Um, at the 85th minute, he's, you know, good crossing opportunity. He just skied it over the over the goal. Uh, it was funny. And obviously, I had to tweet about, I had to tweet brick freeze. But overall, I thought he was all right. But you can see there was a one moment, I don't know if you guys noticed, he was taking the throw in, uh, you know, in our defense. And he was asking, like, I think he was asking Skriniar, like, am I taking this or are you taking this? Like, he's still, you can still tell he's not really integrated in the team. Like, even that's that's like a small, you know, given thing that we don't think about. But it looks like even those small tasks that are usually, you know, decided within the team, he doesn't know whether he's supposed to do it or not. So that tells me, that shows to me that he's still not really that integrated into the team. You know what I mean? Uh, but I don't think there's any point loaning them out. Um... I mean, unless it's a Serie A, if you feel like, you know, you don't really trust him, but if, it has to be a Serie A team because that's the whole thing about Dumfries hasn't adapted to the league yet. There's no point, you know, learning them out to like Premier League or someone like that. 
Um, and it's not, you know, there's not a World Cup this summer, so it's not like I don't think he needs to get, you know, necessarily be starting for his team to lo- to get his spot in the Netherlands starting eleven. It seems like Van Hal still trusts him at the moment, so I think he should be kept and should be given more playing time now, especially. Yep, Lazio useless for sure. Ricky Buzz in the house, what's up, brother? Wissam in the house, what's up? Bokar in the house as well, what's up, brother? Uh, I hope you were doing well. Um, oh, yeah, of course, I knew someone was going to ask about that. The juicy stuff going on at Juventus headquarters as usual. Uh, Ladri FC, um, you know, Juve Merda, as we like to call them. We'll see, we'll see how it develops. I, if you don't know, you know, they've they've been they're being investigated for uh, falsifying their balance books or inflating revenues and uh, a lot of it is related to fictitious plus valenzas or capital gains related to transfers most famously the Arthur Pjanic swap which we all know was absolute absolute shady business going on there um and yeah quite rightly and finally they're being investigated for it let's see what comes out of it I think they're just going to come out with it with some sort of slap on the wrist you know some sort of fine um because the only way that they would be you know taking points or relegated in the extreme case would be if they can prove that they um gained finite or sorry they gained sporting advantage from doing this which i think is going to be very hard to prove in court how they directly this led to some sort of sporting advantage Um, but juve doing juve things what can i say um, that club is always involved in some shady stuff, and uh, I am not surprised one bit. Gosh, in the house, what's up, bro? Belated happy birthday to you. Uh, the frog, yeah, unfortunately, the frog is also injured. Um, another not serious injury, but we'll see um, how long he's out for. Another mediocre performance on Korea, yeah, Korea was definitely one of the more disappointing performances for sure. Um, but I don't know what you mean by another. I mean, with Correa, people are talking like this guy has had like loads of starting, uh, started loads of times. He's, he's he's only had a handful of starts really. And uh, his goal to his goal per minute ratio is still one of the best in the league at the moment. And um, he was involved in the Hakan goal. You know, he didn't get credited for the assist quite rightly because I think it was the actual the player who touched it in the end. But he, you know, he was the one that kind of tackled in for that ball to go to Hakan. He created another chance for Hakan as well when he did that nutmeg pass. Um, and he also created a bit of havoc. I remember there was that one ball in the air where he nudged the guy off the ball and it led to Jekyll shooting really close uh, near the goal. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great performance from Korea. Um, we expect better. But this is what I expect from Korea. I expect these performances of complete mediocrity where he does nothing. Um, so this is expected from me from Korea. Um, but it's, all my hope is just that he doesn't do these type of mediocre performances too often. Okay, let's go back to my question that guy asked you guys at the beginning. Who is your November player of the month? Tommy's going for Hakan. Matteo Darmian. Yeah, he deserves a fair shout as well. I like Adita. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Bokar says uh, um, Hakan is all. Another horrible. I don't know why you guys getting this. Another like an, another horrible like. What Korea have I been watching that you guys have been watching? I feel like we were watching. I don't think it was. I agree with the mediocre. Mediocre is definitely the right word. Horrible is definitely not the right word I would use. Um, 
Skamaka trying to get in, into move. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely is. He's trying to get into our heartstrings for sure. Mateo says Perisic November MVP. Yeah. Chala goal for important contribution. Perisic winning his best wing back in Serie A. Uh, seems quite quite even at the moment, to be honest. Uh, players, the month goes to Perisic. Dominating that band against all our opponents. True, very true. Uh, maybe Hakan is more suitable as Medzala and Limone knew it. Hakan is so safe. Yeah, he's definitely not a 10. I don't know why this guy thinks he's like a, you know, <laughs> he thinks he's like a Rui Costa type of player. He's got the number 10 tattooed on him. He's definitely not a number 10, especially in the classical view. Maybe in the modern game where, you know, a number 10 is not really a trequartista. He's just more like a advanced midfielder. But yeah, he's definitely not a number 10. I think this is more suitable to him for sure. I agree with you, Indro. That's why I... I saw why Inzaghi kind of wanted him. Um, he probably is more of a Mezzala than Luis Alberto ever was, who did manage to adapt to that role. But I think Luis Alberto is definitely more of a number 10 trequartista than Hakan ever was. Um, he's much of a flary, you know, guy who likes to dribble with the ball. Like Hakan never, like, I'm going to look at his stats at some point in the season. But, you know, in this match, he had zero. He, he hardly even attempts dribble. Like, he's just not a dribbler. He doesn't really take risks on the ball like that. Um, he tries risky passes a lot of times, but he doesn't really take much risk with the ball most of the time. And he's starting to play deeper a little bit, like, you know, how Ericsson last season was coming as, like, the second regista at times. And I see him doing those movements well with the, with Brozovic, like, one of, one of them comes deep, one of them sometimes goes up. Um, Benjamin says, Hakan, it seems like... Oh, no, actually, now King Darian, I think we're back to even on Hakan and... Uh, Hakan and uh, Perisic for no, for no not November, so surely it's Perisic. Okay, we're going advantage Perisic now. I'm not sure who Milan fans are obsessed with more, Hakan or Donnarumma. I think in my timeline, it definitely seems like Hakan because obviously they see Hakan on a regular basis as well. I just feel like they, and with, with Donnarumma, he's not even playing much for, for PSG. Um, so I feel like it's definitely Hakan for that one. Perisic, Brozovic, Dzeko, Hakan, the best players of the month. Yeah, I think that's a good good list. And we can add Darmian to that as the top five, I think, for November. Um, yeah, Atalanta Scudetto, I like that. Musso is, uh, you know, he was a big signing for them. And we'll see um, how important he will be in terms of performances. How long is De Vrij? I think De Vrij should be back for the next match, I believe. Um, he, was, he was scheduled to miss these two matches, which he has now. And I think he should be back in the squad for the... For the Spezia match, but let's see. And you don't want to rush uh, De Vrij back too quickly. Back actually, when we first signed him from Lazio, that was one of my fears about De Vrij. But actually, he's been very solid uh, physically. He was a bit of an injury-prone player when he was at Lazio, but he's um, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's changed something off the field or doing something differently. But he's been very solid since he's come to Inter. Brozovic controlled the game superbly. Yes, but when Gagliardini integrated. Give. Yeah, we saw the same. Yeah, the in terms of the performance, again, 75 minutes, really good. And then, yeah, the last 10, 15 minutes, maybe more edgy than we should have been. Um, but in the end, we didn't really give any chance to, to Venezia. I mean, not that I really have much quality to create chances, but um, there's a reason why the 19th in the table for, for goals scored. But I think against a bigger team, we could have been perhaps punished. Um but I don't know if it's just a mental thing with this inter team at the last few minutes to kind of just sit back now, or it's the actual Gagliardini effect. Um, 
can Ginter play as a midfielder? Yeah, the Ginter things are heating up. Um, but I think he, to me, if we're going for Ginter, he's definitely, I think he would be kind of like, yeah, the, the De Vrij backup or the De Vrij replacement if he's De Vrij is sold. Because um, I think, yeah, he is uh, versatile. I think he, he has played in the midfield in the past as well. Very comfortable on the ball. So I see him as a as a one as the center of the three, but he also could be the the screen yard. I think he's versatile, which is always good to have. Uh yeah, please risk bro. I'm gonna have to start a petition, man. I might have to actually start a uh, a petition about the resting Barella. I think Denzel uh, needs to run the game, hopefully gets it now. The other DD isn't the answer. Uh, yeah, I always said like I don't I don't want Dambrosi to be the starting wing back at any point in the season. I like for him to come on as the backup, but let's give Denzel a little run of games until until the you know until Darmian is back at least. Um, you know, obviously he's physically he's fine, he's he's well rested, so you can play him every match now. I know Tommy he says he was critical of Akan, but he's keeping quiet. Yeah, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like I don't even have to defend him now. Surely, like people were. Um, even when he was doing well at the beginning, or you know, up and down, people were straight on his back. But right now, if you keep if he keeps playing like this, there's, I mean, why would you even criticize the guy? Like as I was saying, as long as you put in the effort that Hakan is putting in right now, I can never criticize a player. Even with Dumfries, even you know, whatever technical ability we like to make fun of him. But as long as this guy is putting his heart and in on his sleeve, you know, putting this hundred percent for Inter, that's all we can ask for for a player. Then if he's not good enough, then he's not good enough. Then we have to be honest about that. But as long as you're, you know, putting your best for this shirt, for this for this badge, that's that's all I can ask for a player. And Hakan is doing that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. It's one of those, I think it's one of those headlines that he used, you know, obviously to create some traction. I think that's a, that's a very remote, like difficult case. As I said, it would have to be if they can prove that these financial, this financial doping that, Juve did on their accounts actually led to some sporting advantage that then could lead to point deductions or even yeah into game the scudetto. But I I don't really see that happening to be honest. I don't see that happening. But you never know. You never know. I mean, you could probably argue in court that. But in the end, the Arthur Pjanic, like taking an example of the Arthur Pjanic swap, did that lead to any sporting gain for them? Probably not, because. You know, I know Pjanic wasn't great for them in the last season for Pjanic at Juve, but he was definitely better than what Arthur contributed to Juve. <laughs> Juve to Serie D, Juventus, hey man, <laughs> we'd love to see that. Just learned our boy Valentino Lazaro is one of the favorites for the Puskas. He should be, bro. That goal was one of the best goals like in this past decade. Like that scorpion kick. I mean, that probably should just win it straight up. Uh, I hope he wins it, man. Maybe his uh, his value goes up as well. What's up, Karim? Yeah, I actually answered it. I did like a Q&A on my uh, IG Instagram today that I answered this question. And I said, for January, Nandez, because he's more versatile, he can play right wing back, he can play centre mid, all these different centre mid roles. Or if you're Mazzari, apparently he can play up front. So for that reason, Nandez, and I think he could probably get him on loan now that Nakaliri are doing so badly and he's probably going to try to push for a move again. Fratesi, I want to give him some time still. Like, I don't like when players are just, you know, they've had these four or five months of good form and straight away they, you know, link with big clubs. I want to see Fratesi for a longer period, but I like what I've seen until now. And I think he would be a signing that if we do make, it would be a summer signing 
long term to replace one of the outgoing midfielders like Vecino or Gagliardini or Vidal, like one of the guys leaving. And he could be that box-to-box, uh, you know, midfielder that gets the goal-scoring midfielder that this team does need. Um, but I do want to watch him over a longer period for Tezi. I don't like when clubs jump on a player after a few good months. And we've seen that with the likes of, you know, Gagliardini and other players, especially Italian players over the last uh, decade or so. Correa appears to be lacking confidence, not taking people on, not shooting enough either. I don't know if it's lack of confidence. I mean, because he's coming off some good performances, like, you know, the Udinese match and then he did that, you know, great run against um, against Napoli. Um, it's just how he is. He He is a very hot and cold player. Um, but yeah, I was surprised in this match. There was a few opportunities in this match where he could have gone for the shot or just, you know, taken the player on and he didn't. But I'm also hearing that he's still carrying a little bit of a knock. Um, he's still nursing that injury that he had against um, that he had against uh, Napoli. Um, I'm hearing that he's still doing some therapy for that um, off the pitch. So which was just surprising that he actually started. But so I'm not sure he's still 100%. But he's definitely yeah. That's the problem with Correa. He's just so hot and cold sometimes. Nick Snog says the November definitely goes to Perisic. Okay, it looks like in the end Perisic has won the has won the award. So the Uncle Sharma channel November player of the month goes to Ivan Perisic as decided by committee in the in the comment section. Yeah, I agree. I as I say with every player, man, before you make a final decision on a player, you have to give them, you know, multiple starts. And I was the same with you know Christian Eriksen before Conte finally started playing them. It should be with every player. You can't decide on a player until he's given a proper run into the team. Sorry, Benjamin. Uh, oh, yeah, you gave him Hakan Man the match. Sorry, yeah. Could be as well. I give it to Brozovic, but I wouldn't argue against the Hakan either. Perisic for Hakash as well. Fratesi, yeah, I just uh, answered. Another Perisic player of the month. Yeah, definitely giving it to Perisic now. <laughs> Romagnoli and Morata players of the month. <laughs> yeah, be, you know, bidone of the month, as they call it initially, like, you know, trash of the month. Um, I love how we are keeping solid our back line, even with changes. Yeah, I mean, we've made a lot of changes recently in the back line. Ranocchia coming in this match, Di Marco coming in, Bastoni shifting to the center and looking just as solid. But again, that's what we've been talking about at the start of the season. It's not necessarily about individual players at times, it's just the balance. And we were missing that balance at the beginning of the season. Um, so we'll see Lord Figo in the house as well So Dutchman got a few assists and he needs full playing time exactly <laughs> Interfans complain players too much yeah people were moaning about Perisic look at Perisic now uh, yeah completely agree Lord Figo hey Jono yeah I gave you a shout out at the beginning of the, of the stream thank you for the hat came nicely on time from all the way from in uh, Australia so I was checking just in case there was a spider or like a snake in there because I know what you guys over there, you guys living dangerously at all times. Lazio right wing back is the guy for January because Lazio ain't going nowhere. Yeah, Lazari was definitely a potential option. He probably could be, yeah, at the moment. He's not really adapted well to uh, to Sarri's um, 4-3-3 system because he's more of a wing back. Um, but obviously, I don't know how many I don't know how many times he can get away with taking Lazio players. Now, like, the Lotito must be just blocking Inter's numbers like you must be sick of Beppe Marotta and Auxilio calling this guy uh, but obviously you know an Inzaghi player at Lazio knows the Inzaghi system he probably would be the ideal kind of instant 
impact to bring in if Dumfries doesn't know that. But I still want to give Dumfries time. Jekyll is keeping us in the title race. Yeah, I think this whole team, bro, I don't think this season there's anyone that's really carrying us. Like, you know, last year at some points, it definitely was, you know, Lukaku at some points. You know, sometimes it would be, you know, Lautaro really stepping up or things like that. But this season, I feel like the whole team is really contributing on a on a on a global level. Um, you know, we have a man of the match that changes almost every match. We have Hakan, Brozovic, Perisic, Jekyll. But you know, I remember last season a lot of the times it was either you know Barella or Lukaku or Hakimi. You know, the, the, everyone else obviously was performing really good, but it was like a lot of burden on you know a few of the players. Um, you know, Conte really put a lot of burden on a play on a, on a few players. Whereas in this team, I feel like everyone seems to be much more involved, uh, I would say. Jim Heinz in the house. What's up, bro? I don't think I've seen your name much, so shouts out to you if you're new to the channel. If I know one thing, it's that Dumfries is a hardworking guy, puts his heart in the game every single day. Yeah, and that's what I've heard. I've heard that he's working hard in the in the Pinatina, at the Piano Gentile, at the training center, putting in extra work, putting in tactical work with the Inzaghi's coaching staff, and hopefully that work pays off. He still has to learn Italian. You know, it's a... It's not the easiest language to learn Italian, especially if you come from completely different languages. Like you know, Dutch is uh, you know nowhere near Italian. At least if you speak you know Spanish or Portuguese, is a lot easier to learn. But it's hard coming if you speak you know English and Dutch is not very similar. Um, so that's obviously going to be key to his integration. Um, Nicola says Jovic is much closer. I've not really heard much of Jovic recently. Um, Again, he's a guy that I would take a gamble on if we managed to get him on loan, but I haven't heard much of uh, of Jovic recently. Um, so I don't know if you've heard anything more reliable from your sources in in Serbia, I'm guessing, if you're Serbian. Napoli or Milan, greatest threat to Scudetto defence. I've always... Ah, I mean, obviously now Napoli are top, but I, thought, I just think Milan are superior to this Napoli team, in my opinion. Obviously now they've lost those two matches in a row. But I don't know. When I watch Milan, I just see more depth and more, especially if they go out of the Champions League, I think they, they pose the greater threat um, to us. But, you know, Napoli could be, could be by the end of it. I could be wrong. Can we receive a Kispector Perisic? Yeah, that would be amazing if we could, uh, you know, get a video call with uh, Ivan Perisic. If anyone is Croatian in there and if anyone's got contacts, please let me know. So, you know, I would like one day to start, you know, inviting players or, you know, former players. It would be nice to get, you know, things like that happening on the channel. But I need to hustle off the pitch. I think I need to do, I need to start shamelessly DMing people and trying to make that, that stuff happen. Uh, Adrian says, more or less watching all top seven teams in Serie A. And for now, it seems that Inter and Napoli are the only ones without big weaknesses and downfalls. Yeah, you could say so for sure. I think with Napoli, if the starting eleven is as good as anyone, I think Napoli starting eleven when Koulibaly is fit and Osiman is fit and they have everyone fit, that starting eleven is really, really good. Um, but it's just that with Napoli now we've seen, you know, without Osiman, I know Mertens stepped up against Lazio, uh, but I feel like that's a big drop off. And if Koulibaly is injured, that's a big drop off. Um, and uh, oh yeah, we got now. Speaking of Napoli, we got Napoli talk. My boy Dom in the house. Um, yeah, shout out to Barella for being 26th. Uh, make sure you check out Napoli Talk, his channel talking about Napoli. 
Lobotka, shouts out to my boy Lobotka, man. <laughs> I saw he had a good match against uh, against Lazio. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a funny player because of just his build. He's like a little little chubster, but I like him. I think he's a he's an interesting player. I just don't think he's very suited to Serie A, but um, happy to see him doing well. Lobotka, put some respect on his name. Screenier always man of the match by default. His consistency is crazy. Yeah, I think with the screenier now we're just getting to that point where we can't. Um, you know, talk about it every single time, but he's always just so reliable. I think he only had that one drop off against Sassuolo, where you know he gave away that penalty, and but everyone was really bad in that Sassuolo match. The whole back line was just like stinky. De Vrij had a stinker that match as well. But yeah, Skriniar's probably right up there in terms of player of the season, in terms of consistency for sure. Nikola, oh yeah, you are Serbian. Shouts out to you and Vlahovic and them, man. If you can bring Vlahovic to Inter, that would be very much appreciated, Nikola. Um, definitely over Jovic. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting what Napoli will do in terms of do they go all in, but they are they have a tricky situation for, for the Europa League, the third at the moment in their well, level on points uh, with Spartak. <laughs> that beef developing between Napoli and Spartak is funny, but yeah, yeah, if I was the same, I would kind of forfeit the Europa League, but I think Dom, the Napoli fan, said that he would want to go for the Europa League, which also makes sense. I hate it. A lot of Italian teams always overlook the Europa League. And I wish, you know, Inter, the last team that kind of gave Europa League the proper treatment it deserves, like going all the way to the final. Um, Roma almost did last year as well. But I feel like Italian teams um, should give the Europa League more respect because it gives you that Champions League entrance. And it's still a European trophy. You still get, you know, by the, if you get to the final winner, you get a decent, you know, monetary reward. Um and yeah, Lobotka is the is the new brother. Yeah, man, Lobotka is the he's the new Modric. Uh, yeah, exactly. Napoli is quite thin in the centre back department. Uh, even though Dom likes Juan Jesus, uh, but I think he's not seen the worst of Juan Jesus. He's only seen the good stuff till now. So we'll wait until Dom actually sees what he's JJ JJ Lupo is actually capable of. Uh, but it's all going good right now. Sassuolo Napoli on December 1st. That's the game to watch after this weekend. Yeah, that should be an interesting match for sure. Um, Vlahovic's next club should be Inter because of the Juve problems. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. But apparently, from if you listen to the rumours, his agent and he's apparently, yeah, Juve seems to be the most likely club. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, closing comments on the uh, on the Venezia match. I got quite a sidetrack this uh this stream, it was supposed to be, you know, focused on the Venezia match, and then I'll do the Q or kind of answer your comments. But I got distracted uh, by the comments. Always appreciate you guys for um for being very active in the in the chat. Um, what was there was one thing. There's a couple of other things I want to talk. Oh yeah, I got in the scroller down below. Curva North banner. So Ivan uh, Cordoba, the legendary inter centre back, who is now a um, technical director or sporting director at Venezia. I can't remember what his exact role is called, but he got a Curva Nord banner. Just a shout out from the Curva Nord, just to remember that, you know, you're still, you're still one of us. Or, you know, the Curva Nord still remembers you, which is nice to see. You know, even Cordoba was, you know, an important player for Inter over the years. Loyal, one of those loyal players. Um, so, yeah, good to see that the Curva Nord, you know, can be, you know, they have a bit of a reputation for being, you know, some uneducated uh, you know people or you know a bit of a caveman at times which is true but 
you know sometimes they also come up with these good good gestures and good ideas like uh, like the banner that they did for even Cordoba so so yeah that's uh, that was good to see um what else uh, speaking of the Venezia match there was a couple of other points I wanted to talk about let me just see and I want to talk about oh yeah D'Ambrosio coming on as left center back you know the guy once again just super reliable just plug and play him anywhere um just <laughs> just great um Vecino was also decent when he came on uh so I was happy to see Vecino come on before Gallardini as I said I've always I'll always prefer Vecino over Gallardini I felt like he had a decent impact into the match um and yeah, someone asked actually. Sanchez, Sanchez should be back. He's back training with the group, so he should be back in the squad for the uh, for the Spezia match. So yeah, you know, Darmian injury, Ranocchi injury, but at the same time we've got Sanchez coming back and the Vrij potentially coming back as well. So you know, give and take. Um, so uh, the injury situation isn't as that bad, especially compared to other clubs. Um, toughest game for Inter until Christmas. Um, I think it is. Roma, isn't it? I think. Let me see quickly what the fixtures are. So we've got Spezia next. And then I believe, I mean, of course, there's Real Madrid in the Champions League, which I hope we go for. Um, yeah, we've got Saturday, we've got Roma away. <laughs> Mourinho's Roma at five o'clock UK time. Then Real Madrid, then Cagliari, then Salernitana, then Torino. Um yeah, so definitely Roma before the before Christmas. Although the Torino match is also Alpha Torino should be a match that we don't we shouldn't underestimate. They're a difficult team uh, under Urich, uh, very good defense. And I uh, saw so the stats against Roma; they were like dominating. I think Roma ended up with like thirty percent possession, and Torino had lots of shots against them. But yeah, Roma is definitely because I would class Roma as a big match, and we won the Napoli one. It's the first big match, but we need to get continue winning these big matches for sure um any news about the stadium i saw opposition wants san siro not to be demolished yeah man you know how it is in, in italy is like so the it's been approved by the mayor of milan he's approved it but now there's a, a, yeah now a stage of like uh, moratti is actually part of this coalition that's op opposed against the san siro being demolished but um from what i heard the, the mayor says that he, he thinks there shouldn't be any stoppages but anyway there's, there's nothing it's nothing that's going to happen soon, Adrian. Is is the earliest it will happen is twenty twenty seven. That's when it's scheduled to be, you know, finished and launched by. But knowing Italy and the uh, bureaucracy, probably be like by the time you have grandkids. I don't know how old you are, but it will be a while <laughs> probably till we see this new stadium. Um, Loma, yeah, they do. They they're sneakily just recovering and the, the Mourinho wrestling. They're not particularly playing well, from what I'm seeing. I didn't watch the last match, but I looked at the stats and they look very good. But yeah, he's um he's 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 doing quite well at the moment after that <laughs> Bodo glimpse uh, smashing. Where do you think we will finish at the end of the season? Yeah, NBA games. I have predicted us to win this, win the Scudetto at the start of the season. Um, after the Mercato finish, my prediction was to enter to retain the scudetto and get a second star and i'm still going for that i still think i still think inter are the best team in italy um overall like whenever whenever i've watched these big matches i know most of the results haven't been there but i've always felt inter have been the better teams in all the big matches um so for that reason it's still even without you know the lukaku hakimi and conte like i feel like this team and I enjoy watching this team as well. I really feel like this is a really 
entertaining team. So, and I think by the end of the season we'll win the title again. Um, I might be wrong, but that's my that's my conviction right now. Yeah, the the Roma defense is definitely a a weak point. Moratti's too sentimental. Yeah, but you know the uh, Italian very conservative, very emotional, very nostalgic. Um, Moratti. Oh, you mean Marotta? Yeah, Marotta has confirmed that he will. Um, yeah, you've confirmed you thinking you yourself. Yeah, yeah. Marotta actually spoke, guys. Uh, you know, a lot of guys asked me, "Oh, what do you think will happen in January?" He pretty much answered you guys himself. And Marotta usually speaks. He doesn't. He doesn't lie like Auxilio. He said. Um, it's going to be a self-finance transfer window for for Inter in terms of moving forward. It's, if things are coming in, it's either going to be a loan or if someone goes out. So I I know I always say that maybe you know probably I would get more views if I make more videos about transfer market and things like that. But I just don't want to make videos that sell you guys dreams, especially at this moment. I just don't see Inter being able to do much in the, in January in the January transfer window, um, apart from loans. Unless Alexis Sanchez leaves, who leaves his big salary, then creates a big gap that, you know, we can fill. Then maybe could something could happen. But apart from that, as I've always said, either like a Nandez deal on a loan with option to buy, um, the Malangasa deal that people are talking about, you know, another loan with option. That's the only type of stuff, you know, Jovic loan to with option, Anything that's very low cost or free, that's the only thing I see happening, honestly speaking. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the Spezia. I'll do a proper Spezia preview. Um, yeah, tomorrow. Marotta confirmed. Yeah, sorry, just spoke about that. I'm confident we can win. We'll just wait till January and the winter champion starts to go down. Yeah, I don't even want to be winter champions. Napoli can have the winter champions, the winter Scudetto. That's always a... Uh, a curse and yeah well not always a curse but it was a curse for Milan last year so I don't mind as long as you got the Scudetto at the end of the year that's what matters winter Scudetto doesn't matter yeah, who would I sign I would sign yeah depends on how Dumfries performs until the end of you know December January if that's the case that he doesn't perform well or if you get some midfield injuries then Nandez coming in, if we can get him on the loan with option to be a cover at centre mid, but also right wing back. And then if we can get a proper Jekyll backup, like the profile of a Skamaka, you know, a big striker, like a Belotti or a Skamaka, those type of a bit more build, a bit more of an aerial threat um, to Jekyll. I think that's, that's what I would do uh, personally. And also, yeah, I do like these uh, seeing some centre back links as well because with Darmian injured, you know Darmian also can cover a centre back at times. So you know uh, if you can get a good backup centre back as they're looking at right now, that that might be a good idea as well. But honestly, we're so stacked in terms of number wise. I keep saying this qualitatively, yes, definitely you can improve, but it's hard to actually when you look at it is to improve this inter team, especially in January. January is not a window to you know buy big anyway. It's usually a reparation window. I don't really know what's there to repair, really. Like, it's, it's especially in our finances at the moment. I don't really see realistically, like, who can you get in January um, to come and change your season? So it's, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Yeah, I really hope we go all out against Realm because we want um, we want to finish first. You want you don't want to get the the group winners 
You don't want to get the Man Cities. You don't want to get the Liverpools for sure, the Bayerns. And yes, as I've said on my Twitter, I want someone like PSG. I know, I mean, of course, I'd want with some of the easier teams, you know, whoever the second place teams are, that the easier ones like Lille, I don't know, or Sporting Lisbon. But if you give me one of the harder ones, I would take PSG because they are very dysfunctional and I feel like we could hurt them, especially with their front three that basically don't even defend much. Um, yeah, I think I think last year we definitely saw that physically, mentally, our players started to hit peak performance in February, whereas, you know, Milan and the other teams started to drop off then. So I hope that's the case this year as well. Can you do a half-year update for Inter's on loan youth? Yeah, I'm planning to do that. So um, I'm going to do a... Uh, loan watch video probably in the like december or something just to give an update on esposito mulatieri and all them guys so yeah good idea but yeah i was planning on doing that yeah yeah oh yeah satriano going out alone but that's not going to make any difference to our because he his wage is like minimal he's not going to open up space for anyone um who do you want to draw in the round of 16 yeah as i said definitely if we finish first like psg um if we finish second, um, yeah, like I would take United as well for sure. I would, if one of the out of the harder teams, I would definitely take United. Um, I definitely don't want Chelsea. I, I definitely don't want Liverpool. I definitely don't want Bayern. But knowing our luck in the in Champions League draws over the last few years, I feel like we'll get one of the hardest teams as well. Unfortunately, but yeah, as I said, like give me the easier teams, man. Give me like Sporting Lisbon. Lille, whoever, whichever one of the weaker teams, you know, if Porto go through Porto, I know they're all tricky teams, like in the Champions League, there's no easy team, but I'd rather take my chances against these teams for sure. And then obviously after in the quarters, if you get that far, quarters, semi-finals, you have to face the big teams anyway. But at least let me enjoy the Champions League as long as possible. Um, yeah, winning depends, depends on uh, Roma. They're very, um, you know, up and down. So we'll see. Tim joining as always. Yeah, you're rare that Tim catches a live stream. So we'll, we'll shout out to you, bro. Uh, knowing Inter, even, even yeah, exactly. Even if we finish first, I, I imagine us getting the possibly, possibly the hardest, the second place team anyway, um, for sure. But yeah, guys, pretty much coming up to an hour. Uh, thank you very much for joining me today. Um, I made up for my lack of stream for the post uh, Venezia on, on Saturday. So yeah. Uh, longer stream today just talking the talk with you guys very enjoyable as always 38 people right now which is more than expected so make sure you guys are leaving a thumbs up before you before you leave man and uh, if you're new to the channel make sure you subscribe um and yeah actually for the for christmas as well um i was i say i was saying i wanted to do something a little bit more for the you know because i'm using doing the poopy fundazione donations for the channel members i think for the for december what I'm going to do is, if you join the channel, um, if you become a channel member, I'll double, rather than match the donation, I'll double the donation. So it's uh, 2 dollars I think, right now, pounds. So if you join, I'll give £6 per if you join. And then obviously you can decide afterwards if you want to keep the membership. You don't, there's no, no, you're not forced to keep the, keep the, <laughs> keep the, the membership, but you can do whatever you want. But for Christmas... I'm going to try to do like a little bit of a bigger donation to the Poopy Fund Foundation because I know they do a lot of, they do extra work for the Christmas bit, uh, Zanetti and his, um, and his foundation. So yeah, if you're interested for, for December, I'm going to double the, I'm going to 
double the yeah the initial pledge so whatever if you feel like it as always is not you know you're not forced to do it it's just if you want to support the channel like razor of orion here my g yes you've just caught the uh, end of the stream so thank you for joining um <laughs> android 17 joining denzel dumfries finally we get some play times after the injury of Darmian. we'll see bro as we said we'll see lord d'ambrosio is right there um <laughs> i can just troll milan yeah we love that we love to see that but yeah guys thank you very much for joining me today hope you guys enjoyed and we'll see you tomorrow for the spezia preview and of course after that spezia reaction and after that roma preview i'll try to get uh, a roma fan on for that one but yeah guys thank you very much and as always forza inter, oh yeah, forza inter world, uh, football worldwide ciao